Good morning. Good morning. Today's Old Testament reading is from the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 29, verses 10 through 14. I'm reading from the New International Version. Listen now for the word of the Lord. David's prayer. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power, and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. This is the word of God for the people of God. Have you ever considered for a moment your place in the world and your purpose in the grand scheme of life? Have you ever stopped to consider the way you can fully live into it? I believe and I'm convicted that all of us have a sense of something important and meaningful that we are called to be a part of in life. I believe that deep within each of us there is a desire for something larger than ourselves. And I truly believe that everyday life gives us the opportunity to participate in that great work. Today, we are going to look at the story of David and how he gave his personal resources to build the temple of God and how he participated in something that was greater than himself or his role as king. In the passage that Jason just read, we heard that David prayed and gave thanks to God for what God had done and for how the Lord had blessed him. But to get a bigger picture of what had caused David to pray this prayer, we need to know what had happened before. And as for that, I would take you back to chapter 28. You see, David had summoned all the officials of Israel, all the dignitaries and the officials of Israel to come to Jerusalem. And when they had gathered there, he addressed the group and he told them of his initial plan to build a temple for the Lord. You see, David wanted to build a temple that would house the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark was the container in which the commandments, the covenant that God had entered into with the children of Israel was kept. And everywhere the children of Israel had traveled, the Ark would have traveled with them. And so when they came into the land that God had promised them and they had settled in the land and they had started flourishing in the land, David thought it would be best to build a temple that would house this ark. And so David wanted to build a temple. But God told David that he should not be the one because David was a warrior and had taken the life of others. And, and God told David, let your son Solomon be the one to build the temple. And although David was not permitted to build the temple, he was still committed to making it happen. 
And so one of the ways that he was committed to doing that was to provide the necessary resources that were needed. You see, David was fully aware that all he had came from God. He knew what God had done for him. He acknowledged that in the presence of all the officials who were gathered. He recounted his story of who he was, how far he came. He, he recounted his story to the officials who were gathered. He told them that God had chosen him while he was just but a boy, chosen him out of all the other sons of his father, chosen him out of all the other young men in Israel. God had chosen him to be king. And God had taken him every step of the way. He acknowledged before them as they gathered that all that he had came from God, everything. And so he wanted to give back from what God had given to him. You see, David understood that everything that he had belonged to God because everything he had came from God. And so he kept on telling them what God had done for him. I would encourage you this week as you're able to go back and read chapter 28 and hear David's recount of the story, hear his conversation with the people who were gathered there. David wanted to build the temple to house the Ark of God. And he told them that I'm going to give and he listed all the things that he was going to give. And it was not from the treasures of Israel, but from his own possession. And then he called them into commitment to give with him for this purpose. And when the, when the officials who were gathered heard what David was going to give, they too decided that they would give. And the resources that they gave all together and their willingness to give made all the people who were around them started rejoicing at how generous they were. They were given to something greater than themselves. They were given in such abundance that even the people who were there were rejoicing. It was then David prayed the prayer that was read. You see, David prayed a prayer of awareness and thanksgiving before the officials and the people. David acknowledged the power and the greatness of God, and he acknowledged that power and wealth belonged to God. He made it known that everything he had, even though he was king, everything he had came from God. And that's when he asked the important question. And it was more of a rhetorical question he was asking because he already knew the answer. In his prayer, this is what David said. He said, who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give this generously? Who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give this generously? He goes on to say, Everything we have comes from you, and even what we give is from your own hands, O oh God. You see, church, David's awareness is the key to his generosity. David understood and acknowledged that everything he had came from God, and it's on that basis it's on that premise that he was able to give the abundance he gave 
for building the temple. And I truly believe that giving, that gift he made, was a healing moment for David. You see, for, for all his pursuits, for all his triumphs, for all his victories, for everything that David had experienced, this was the greatest of all of that. You see, God had promised David the throne, but his, his path to the throne was not an easy one. And the road was not smooth for him. He was chased by King Saul. He was, he was hunted down by King Saul. His, his, his ascent to the throne did not happen overnight. David knew where God had taken him from. He knew what he had suffered. He knew what he had experienced. He knew how even his own son tried to kill him. And so he knew that being able to stand before the people and to give was only because of God's generosity to him. All the hindrances, all the hurts that he had experienced, yet he was able to stand and make a commitment to building the temple. His gifts were a way of saying, thanks to God. Thank you, God, for all that you have done for me. Thank you for how far you have taken me. You see, he did not consider them to be his own possessions because he knew that what he had came from God. David knew all he had came from God. And knowing this truth, knowing this truth led him to give. It was a very foundation for why he gave. Today we are here as a church, as St. Mark United Methodist Church. And we're here because others before us had given. All of us who are here today, we are in this sanctuary because others who came before us gave. They knew the truth that all they had came from God and as such determined how they give and even how much they give. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, understood this truth very well. He knew that when we are aware and when we acknowledge that what we have comes from God, it will determine how we give. That's one of the reasons he was concerned about the early Methodists, about their wealth and how they give, because he believed their wealth and, and how they give were the, the biggest problems they had when it comes on to the movement. And so he actually wrote a sermon called On the Use of Money. And in that sermon, he had a rule for how the people called Methodists should live. You see, the early Methodists were gaining wealth. They were, they were coming into new wealth. And at some point, they may have misunderstood the source of their wealth. And John Wesley was concerned about that. And so he wrote the sermon and he said, earn all you can, save all you can, give all you can. Earn all you can, save all you can, give all you can. You see, when we fail to recognize that all that we have comes from God, when we fail to recognize that everything that we have comes from God, then we will be unwilling to give. And if we give, we will do so stingily. David recognized that everything he had, even though he was king, Everything he had came from God. And he was so convicted about this truth that he stood before the officials and told them of his story. 
The same for John Wesley. He was convicted that all he had, this was his deep theological belief, he was convicted that everything he had came from God. And so he wanted the early Methodists to understand this truth and to live by this truth. How we steward what God has entrusted us with is based on what we believe about what we have and how we have received it. This morning I stand before you and I want to say to you that giving is, the heart, is at the heart of Christian discipleship. Giving is at the heart of Christian discipleship. When we as St. Mark give, we're giving to a work that is larger than ourselves. We're giving along with other disciples to participate in the work that Christ is doing in the world through us at St. Mark. You'd be surprised sometimes the stories that I hear about what St. Mark had done over the years. I had a conversation several weeks ago with Mary Abbott as I was doing some research and she started telling me stories about this church that I had never known before, even when I served here as an intern. And I realized that others before us gave so that we can be here today. If, you, if you're in your first year at St. Mark or your 20th or your 30th year at St. Mark, someone before you gave and that's the reason why you are able to be here today. I am convicted that just like David, God is calling us to a place of healing. But God is also calling us to create a place of healing for others, for those who are not here as yet and for those who are yet to come. And this will happen through our giving. You see, David and all the officials who were gathered together were participating in something larger than themselves. I'm not sure about you, but ever so often, no matter how often I read the scripture, I realize that there is something that I miss or something pops out at me. And I'd gone through my Bible numerous times, but as I was reviewing it last week in preparation for my sermon, something leapt out at me at the page. David resources, the resources that he and the official gave built the first temple of Israel. We hear all the time about the Temple of Israel, the Temple of Israel. But the Temple of Israel came about because David decided to be generous with what he had. The Temple of Israel, the first temple that was built, was given by David and the officials who were gathered with him that day. The Temple plays an important role in the life of the Jewish people. The temple is the center of the cultural gathering in the lives of the Jewish people. Centuries after centuries, generation after generation, the temple holds dearest meaning to the children of Israel. That temple existed because David chose to give from what God had given him. Today I ask us, what legacy are we willing to build for those who are not here as yet? What greater work are we willing to participate in so that others can come and find a place of healing, so that others can also know the healing and transformative work of God? How can we participate in something bigger than ourselves? 
I believe with everything in me that God is at work in the world. God is at work right here in Midtown, and God is calling us to participate in that work. I know sometimes our days can just go by and we just think it's one day after another, but I pray that God will open our eyes so that we can see, we can see what God is doing in the world. We can see what God is doing in Midtown. We can see what God is doing at St. Mark and through St. Mark and that we will join in this movement. We will join in this work. You see, when we are partnering with Jesus Christ, when we are partnering to do the work of God, we will be blessed. We will be blessed. We can never outgive God. No matter how much we give, we can never outgive God. God is doing a new thing, St. Mark. I don't know if you feel it, but there is something inside of me, almost like electricity. I'm excited because I do believe God is doing a new thing. Are you willing to participate? Are you willing to give to this new thing? I promise you when you give, your gifts will be used in the best way and most ethical way possible. If you're ever here on a Saturday morning, you will see the number of men and women who are fed at our breakfast club. If you're here on a Tuesday evening, you will see the same, the number of men and women who are fed at our dinner club. You will see the socks which are given out, the blankets, the tents which are given out. Week after week, for more than 30 years we've had our breakfast club and I think only once I was told we couldn't have it because the weather was so bad in the 90s. Even in the midst of the pandemic, we gave to the men and women who are unhoused and food insecure. And we're moving into our neighborhood. We're moving into Midtown. We are being known beyond the walls of our church. But this can only happen and continue to happen by your generosity. So now I invite you to stand. I'm going to invite you to say with me, to declare with me our affirmation of faith. But I want to say to you today, we're entering into the week of Thanksgiving. We're going to be surrounded either by family or friends, and some of us might be by ourselves. But either way, if we take a stock, of who we are and where we are, we can all say that God has been good to us. We can all say that. No matter how hard life may have been for us, we can say that God has been good. Amen, church? Amen. We can all say that God has been good. And God has invited us to share this goodness with others. Let us now affirm our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven 
and sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 